Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! We got high school football. We got college football. We even might talk about some Taylor Swift. Never thought I would say that, but here we are. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Oh, by the way, we're going to talk some high school golf as well, state tournament uh, upcoming uh, later on this week. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on uh, this Tuesday you sort of know the formula by now if you are a loyal listener here at Nuanas now. But Mondays, so jam-packed with the Montana Football Hour, reactions and analysis of the weekend that was in college football, as well as the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, analysis and reactions from the week that was in the NFL. So as you don't get around to actually diving deep into the high school stuff until Tuesdays, but Tuesdays, Particularly the first hour of every Tuesday show, it's going to be jam-packed full of high school sports, and particularly this time of year, high school football. So that's what we'll get kicked off with today. i got our prep scoreboard. We'll take you all the way around all the classifications. We also have 10 fun facts about high school football, and we'll hear from Ian Laird. He is the play-by-play voice for both Bozeman High School and Bozeman Gallatin. Basically, whoever's at home there at Van Winkle Stadium, Ian does the play-by-play for well, they just happened to play each other last week, so he's got the scoop on both sides of things. It was a great game between Bozeman High School and Bozeman Gallatin. The Hawks remain undefeated against their crosstown rival. They've played five times since Gallatin High School opened up. Bozeman now 5-0 and after a 24-17 victory over the Raptors. It's a big one, and the Hawks sort of quietly, because coming into the year, 
everybody's talking about Glacier. And then when Bozeman Gallatin knocked off Sentinel and they got a couple other wins under their belt, now everybody's talking about the Raptors. Not as many people have been talking about the Hawks. Well, guess what? Who's the last undefeated team in Class AA? Bozeman. So we'll talk about what's gotten the Hawks to that point and what we can expect. Also probably take another look around uh, the AA ranks. Also, Pete Hamill will join us in studio. It's his weekly appearance here. on uh, uh, Every Tuesday, we'll have our Class AA Vertical Rays uh, Player of the Week in the wide world of football. We also have our Treasure State Stars to round out our number one. Our number two, Justin, Justin Angle, the business angle, the overlay between business and sports. Uh, he'll be in studio. Uh, we'll talk about the impact that Taylor Swift in a press box might have on the exposure of the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs won. The Chiefs beat the Chicago Bears so bad that I had no interest in watching the game whatsoever. But somehow, some way, 25 million extra Americans that normally tune in to the afternoon slot tuned in because Taylor Swift, arguably the most famous person on planet Earth is at this exact moment, was in the press box. Hanging out with Travis Kelsey's mom. What does it all mean from a business and marketing perspective? I don't want to get into what does it mean from a gossip column, TMZ, whatever. We'll save that for Carolyn. The chicken doesn't know sports later on this week. But it is fascinating. I mean, for example, there were only two days into this week. Travis Kelsey's jersey has already received a 400% uptick in sales. Swifties are crazy. They're buying the jersey. I hope it's not all a ploy. I hope it's not all just so she can write a song about Travis Kelsey. We also, though, want to talk about the uh, proposed relegation model for football uh, in the West. So we'll do that with uh, Justin Angle as well. That's our number two. And then we'll also hear from Cade McDonough. Cade McDonough was the... uh, the first freshman to ever win the Class AA State Golf Championship. He's been in the mix the last couple years, and now he's a senior at Missoula Sentinel. And he went 66-68 last week at Divisionals, so he is certainly one of the top contenders uh, going into the state meet uh, this upcoming weekend. So uh, he'll join us live, actually live from golf practice. He's out there at the Missoula Country Club and uh, he said, hey, I can't come on live because we're practicing between four and six. But how long does it take? And I said, well, it only take a couple minutes, five, six, seven minutes. And he said, oh, that's great. I could just hit a couple balls and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take the call real quick and then I'll go back to it. So uh, it'd be fun to hear from um, one of the top golfers in uh, the state of Montana. No question. Uh, he'll join us live about 530. So there you go. That's your show outlook presented uh, by nobody, just just us here at uh, ESPN Radio. Sorry, we've uh, had that presented many a time in the past. If you want to stream the show, you always can, 1029ESPN.com or on the ESPN MT app. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All sorts of people are inquiring, texting, calling, responding, asking about analysis and more analysis of the Big Sky football weekend that was, particularly the Grizzlies' 28-14 loss at Northern Arizona. We talked a lot about it on the show yesterday, so you can find all that on the podcast. 
We also talked already. I, I recorded most of our Big Sky Breakdown stuff, skyandsportsmt.com, today. So we'll have some of that stuff later on in the week as well. Uh, spirited conversation between myself and Andrew Houghton. Also a spirited conversation about that exact um, detail between myself and Ty Gregorak. So stay tuned for that Big Sky Breakdown coming at you. And we'll also talk uh, about the upcoming homecoming game for the Grizzlies. But for now, today, not a lot of college football talk. We got a bunch in yesterday, and we have a whole bunch coming tomorrow. Sam Herter will join us tomorrow. Trayton Pickering from the Montana State Bobcats. We'll also hear from A.J. Forbes of the Montana Grizzlies later on this week. So certainly a, a ton of college football stuff coming. But we want to h- focus on the high school ranks uh, today. We got some Tagliari coming up for you as well. Tag Tuesday, every Tuesday here on Nuanas Now, so stay tuned for that. We start, before we get to our prep scoreboard, with uh, a disappointing piece of news. I, I don't care if you're a Grizz or you're a Bobcat or who you root for. I think that most of us, at least the ones among us that like to be happy, we agree that when young men from Montana, from the Montana schools, and particularly ones that are from small-town Montana, Go on to, to great heights in the professional ranks, particularly in the NFL. That's something that we can all get behind, something that we can all root for. Well, bad news from the Atlanta Falcons. Troy Anderson, who'd played himself into a starting role, former Montana State Bobcat in the pride of Dillon, Montana. He had a concussion coming out of week two. And then this last week, he tore his shoulder and peck. That's something he struggled with in the past. And uh, so it sounds like he's going to have to have surgery. And it sounds like he is likely out for the season. So really, really big bummer. The former second-round draft pick out of MSU uh, on the shelf for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't have any more analysis than that. That's all, I just saw the news briefs on Twitter and on the NFL.com. Uh, but I don't care who you are. If, if, you, if you're not rooting on Troy Anderson, I don't know what's wrong with you. He's a great, he's a great, great person and uh, also just such a good story growing up on a ranch outside Dillon and, you know, making his way and, and then bursting out and having this completely unique college football career. I, mean, I think the word unique is is used incorrectly way too often. Nobody's had a college football career like Troy Anderson. It just in terms of all the different things Montana State asked him to do and to then to still get a shot to play a position that he really only played one season worth uh, at in, in college, to get that opportunity become a second-round draft pick, and then become a starter in year two. Uh, disappointing, if, in fact, he is out for the uh, the entire season. Let's dive into a prep scoreboard. It's our prep extra presented by Farmers State Bank. The uh, premier game in AA last week was Bozeman-Gallatin versus Bozeman High School. Oh, wow, Anderdis text in. Another piece of bad news, Brooks Robinson just passed away. Brooks Robinson... I don't know, wouldn't you say? I mean, he he's he's the greatest defensive third baseman of all time, right? I mean, I, is there even anybody else in the conversation? Uh, Schmidt was great. Nolan Arenado is great. Yeah. These, these days, but yeah, I mean, he's the he's the one on on Mount Rushmore. He's the one that all those guys are trying to live up to. Well, that's a bummer. Um, regardless, let's talk about some fun stuff. Also, uh, listener texts in, Andrew, I couldn't really hear you there. Uh, you were a little bit dim, but also uh, they say they can't hear you on the radio either. So uh, just just a note from a listener. Thanks to the listener. Appreciate it. Uh, prep scoreboard. Bozeman High School, Bozeman Galton. Bozeman High comes out on top 24-17. Butte High School, they uh, hold steady at number three after beating Cal Spell Flathead 21-7. Cal Spell Glacier, 
They're the fourth-ranked team in the state. They keep Missoula Hellgate winless. They win 42-0. to And Missoula Sentinel, Missoula Big Scan, that's a game I went to. It was a great game, a fun game, a competitive game. Uh, a late Big Sky had it down to 28-21. It was a back-and-forth deal. And uh, then Sentinel forced a turnover and turned it into a touchdown, which is a dagger, and Sentinel wins 35-21. Uh, to move to 4-1. and Billings West uh, has overcome their tough start, and now they're kind of rolling a little bit. They beat Skyview 39-0. Great Falls High rolled past Billings Senior 27-7, and Helena Capital smacked Helena High in Crosstown in Helena 35-0. Class A scores, Lewistown, Fergus County. They beat Harden 7-0, so the Golden Eagles, their win streak continues. Dylan, this was an eye-opener because Whitefish has looked pretty good, especially after knocking off Columbia Falls. Dylan smacks Whitefish 45-7, so the Beavers are for real. Billing Central, 28, Sydney 6. Corvallis, their great start. Their best start in 35 years continues. They beat Libby 44-0. Columbia Falls gets back on track. 42-0 over Polson. Frenchtown beats Big Fork 32-23. Stevensville beats Ronan 26-10. Class B, the game of the week was number two Eureka versus number three Loyola. And Eureka comes out on top. 33-23, they beat the Rams. Florence keeps on rolling. Their win streak is still intact. They beat Whitehall 49-0. Red Lodge, who's ranked number four, they drill number 10 Huntley Project 42-21. Manhattan, the number six ranked team in the state uh, in the Class B level. They drill Townsend 30 to 0. Three Forks, who's number eight, beats number seven Jefferson 22 to 7. And number nine Shepherd beats Colstrip 52 to 7. Class C, eight man, Fairview, the number one team in the state. No contest against Circle 54 14. Fairview beats the number 10 ranked Circle team. Ennis is number two, and uh, they blast Flint Creek 35 0. Arlie, their their uh, awesome start to the season continues. Arlie's up to number three and eight man, and they beat Superior seventy to thirty six. And then Weibo, they roll Poplar forty eight twenty four. One other Western Montana score for those listening on uh, the traditional radio. Uh, they Charlo beats Darby forty eight to two. A couple six man scores for you. CJI, that's Chester Joplin Inverness, beats Valier forty four nothing. And then Bridger, one of the upsets of the week in six-man. Bridger beats number eight, Shields Valley, 55-29. Let's do 10 fun facts about high school football. We'll probably only get to a couple of these before we get to Ian Laird, the voice of the both Bozeman High School and Gallatin High uh, football teams. But number one fun fact, Bozeman's still the big brother. Uh, Gallatin's coming. They've done a great job building up their program, but Bozeman High still undefeated against Gallatin and still probably the team to beat in Class AA. Fun fact number two, just when you think there's all these opportunities for other Class A teams to break through, what do you know? Beaverhead County High School continues to be one of the cream of the crop, one of the best teams in the state, period. They have such a great program up there, and uh, down there, I should say, and uh, Dylan keeps on rolling. They crushed Whitefish this week, and uh, they look like they're as good as ever. Number three, don't sleep on Glacier. They lost early. They lost that comeback loss to Butte in Naranchi Stadium, but they've been lights out since then, and I still think they are the top contender out of the West in the AA ranks. But Capital and Sentinel are both still really good as well. That's my fourth fun fact. Capital and Sentinel certainly deserve to be among uh, the, the favorites in the powers. Number six, Fergus County. 
The Golden Eagles, the defending state champs in Class A, they remain undefeated. Great effort by Harden to, to make that a 7-0 game, but Lewistown, they just know how to win right now. Fun fact number seven, all the Class B coaches told me all offseason that Eureka would be good. I think Eureka's great. They pounded Loyola this week, and they remain undefeated. Fun fact number eight, Arlie and Ennis are both rolling along at a really high clip right now, and uh, it's cool to see. Ennis has had some great football tradition. They've won a state championship over the last 10 years. Arlie has always been known for basketball, but not really football, so it's sort of cool to see them performing well. Corvallis, their historic run continues. Uh, they're after their best start since 1987, and they remain undefeated with uh, a resounding win over the weekend. And then uh, number 10, the Florence Falcons, man. They're just like the NDSU of Class B football. No one's talking about them. Everybody's talking about Eureka, and they're talking about Loyola, and they're talking about uh, Red Lodge, and they're talking about Manhattan. Guess who's still number one? Guess who's still undefeated? Guess who's won the last two state championships? Guess who lost all these guys to the Division I ranks and are still completely bulldozing people? It's the Florence Falcons. So great job by Pat Duchesne Sr. and his crew there uh, in Florence. It's our prep extra. It's presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We go down the Rangers Players RV phone line. Welcome in a great friend of the show and a great friend of mine, Ian Laird. He does the play-by-play for both Bozeman High School and Bozeman Gallatin. So it's pretty fun when they play each other because he's got both sides all the way on lock. Ian, thanks for being here, man. What's been going on? How you doing? Oh, um, hanging in there. It was. Uh, it actually was the game of the year in AA so far uh, last Friday. And uh, you talk about how he called both of them. Uh, the greatest part about it was the winning touchdown by the Hawks. I yelled, touchdown Raptors. So uh, <laughs> just ended that broadcast, uh, just chef's kiss. On my part. <laughs> well, Bozeman comes out on top 24 to 17. And for as much progress as Gallatin has made, and, and they are certainly a really good team who has a chance to make a great run in the playoffs, Bozeman still remains, I think, the team to beat. And they're certainly still the big brother when it comes to the crosstown rivalry. Bozeman's won all five of them, and Gallatin's still waiting for their first crosstown breakthrough. So, uh, first of all, just take us through the game. I mean, it was a good game back and forth. So how did it all play out? Just take us through sort of that fourth quarter because Bozeman was able to to really finish the deal, and that game uh, certainly finished in thrilling fashion. So it was like the coaches got together before the game and said, we're going to both show how amazing we are on defense the first half, and then we'll show how good we are on offense the second half because the halftime score was 3 nothing Hawks. And it was it was raining a bunch. So I think that had to do some with the passing game, and they were both trying to establish a run. But at the end of it, one team would score. Raptors would go down and score, and they went up. Hawks would have an answer. Raptors then would have, I think it was uh, Woodbury, had two 50-plus-yard touchdown catches at tight end to put him back on top. Uh, and then uh, Kellen Harrison, who at the beginning of the year, I said that would be one of the question marks for the Hawks. He had only snapped and thrown one pass as a quarterback his entire uh, high school career. Well, that's not a question anymore. The kid is a stud. He's a great athlete in basketball, but he just let him down the field. And between him and Lanchoni uh, and some of the other players, uh, uh, Holzer and, and some of the other ones, they just would not let them go away. And it just showed that attitude of we're not going to lose to the Raptors quite yet. The, Kel- the emergence of Kellen Harrison is an awesome story because Jay Casagrande was one of the best quarterbacks in the state last year. He made it to the Shrine game. 
went on to get a, get a chance to play at Montana Tech. And I thought Bozeman would have a, a tough time replacing him. And Harrison is a great athlete. I mean, I think most people around Montana before this football season knew his name from his, his basketball exploits. I mean, he's a first-team All-State type guy in hoops. But he's been great this year for Bozeman. How important has that been, uh, just them finding a, a great answer like that at quarterback? It's been huge, and I think that he's got a lot, and, and Bozeman always has talent on the wide receiver positions, tight ends. I think they've had two or three different tight ends go to uh, Division One programs the last couple of years. Uh, kind of a factory when it comes to offense. Um, but the questions really were, can Harrison pass it down the field? Is he going to use his legs more? And he's really shown the intelligence, I think, the, is the biggest part in the pocket, knowing when to throw it away, knowing when to take the chances, um, it, he's just been phenomenal this this whole year, and and again, I said it would be a surprise, and, and that would be a key factor. But uh, I shouldn't have doubted the kid because uh, he is he's been lights out. And so far, of all the games that I've watched from different teams, he's the best quarterback that I've seen in the state. Well, very impressive. As is Bozeman High School's program, and I mean that's the other part is they are absolutely a Division One factory. They're putting as many guys on the Cats and the Grizz as anybody in the state, but to be able to do that and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again. I mean, we saw we saw Sentinel have this great run, and Sentinel's still very good. They're very competitive, but they had this two-year span where they had a whole bunch of guys that were going on to play Division I football. That that has been that's, it's, it's not as much as it was during that run. Bozeman just seems to reload over and over and over again, and I think a lot of people thought the Hawks might take a step back when Gallatin sort of emerged and there's two high schools in the town and all of a sudden, yeah, Belgrade, right? I mean, I think everybody <laughs> did. Not so fast. I mean, Bozeman's the last undefeated team in Class AA and they already have a couple really big wins under their belt as well. So, I mean, how have they been able to do it? You know, and I think what's even more impressive than that is uh, in Missoula, I believe, I could be wrong, but I think that's open enrollment. That's right. To where kids can kind of choose where they want to go. Bozeman's not. There's a dividing line, and if you're a great player and you were for the Hawks and you happen to be a Raptor now, you're a Raptor. Unless your parents can afford to move million-dollar houses, um, <laughs> that's, right. that's where you're going to go. And for the Hawks then to continue on with this, and, and I also, I mean, I agree, I thought there would be some kind of a drop-off. Maybe not huge, but a little bit of a drop-off and like, okay, the West in the East Side, Billings West, and some of those are are going to take a step ahead of them for a couple of years. Then they'll get their full back. They haven't missed a beat, and I think a lot of that credit goes to Weshi and how he prepares. He's had a coaching staff that's been stable for a while, and uh, I think those reasons, they just haven't slowed down, and I don't see them slowing down anytime soon because, like you said, Harrison is a senior. When he goes, they've got some great um, – Embry is a wide receiver this year, but he's played some quarterbacks. They've got some great players coming in to fill those spots again. Ian Laird joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Prep Extra presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. What do you think of the timing of this game? There was a lot of scuttle about this. They moved Crosstown <laughs> for Bozeman and Sentinel Big Sky and Capitol Hill on a high up to the mid part of the season. The, the, uh, the, the justification I heard was they wanted better weather. That's a hilarious <laughs> yeah. thing to say in, in Montana. I mean, it, it was like monsoon in Helena. I mean, that game had the worst weather ever for a football game. So I don't know how, how smart that was. But, I mean, what would you think of just the fact that this was a midseason game instead of a, a season-ending clash? You know, I, 
I get why they did it because of the weather, and Bozeman's been beautiful every single day for the last month and a half, except for Friday night uh, when it decided to downpour rain all night long. <laughs> so right. they, they couldn't get away with it there. Uh, the weather's like, oh, really? You think so? Um, I like it for one reason, and that would be that it sets up the rest of the season nicely to where you're like, okay, we got that game out of the way. There's no looking ahead to it. Now you know where you're at. You know that you have one loss to Bozeman. If you're the Raptors, for the Hawks, you know that you've got Billings West this Friday and then probably some easier teams after that where it sets it up to where they can now play the rest of the season looking into the tournament and not always looking ahead to that game. So I kind of like it for that reason. Um, It's always nice when you have like a Cat Grizz type rivalry at the very end of the year to look forward to. But uh I didn't mind it, uh, other than the weather's never going to cooperate with what you think it should do. That's exactly right. I've always said, maybe we should just move the the, uh, the rivalry game, the Kakaris game, to a different point in the season. Everybody throws tomatoes at the screen and tells me to, you know, get out of here when I say that. But <laughs> I, I, I totally, I, get, I actually get both sides of it, right? I mean, playing a big-time matchup right before the playoffs can get you ready for the playoffs. But also, it can sort of derail momentum, whereas if you now, I mean, Gallatin lost this game, right? Gallatin is still absolutely a contender, and uh, if they can just put this in the rear view, they're going to be just fine, right? Yeah, yeah, they play Billings West, both Bozeman schools, Gallatin and Bozeman, play West, I believe, at home. So they'll have the probably their biggest contender or in, in the East. Uh, contender in the East in Billings West, hard to say that. Um, at home, so that should be a, a positive for them. But it also, like you were saying, you put so much effort, and you can see the intensity ramps up. The crowd is gigantic when it comes to all of these games uh, or when it comes to the rivalry games. That If you put that at the very end of the year and then let's say you're a three seed or a four seed, you have to play that next week in the first round. It just drains you. So I like getting it out of the way now to where you can prepare a little better for that. Ian Laird here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Um, this Bozeman at uh, Gallatin class was certainly a display of a couple of the best teams in the AA. We're about a little bit past the midpoint of the regular season here. What have you thought of the rest of AA? What, what, what teams have impressed you so far uh, coming there to Van Winkle Stadium over the last several weeks? You know, CMR is super young. Um, their uh, quarterback, Taylor, is just a sophomore. I think that they're going to be really good in a year or so. Uh, Gallatin High, of course, is going to be good. I haven't seen Billings West yet. Uh, but of the teams that have come, Missoula Sentinel was really good. They had some bad breaks against Gallatin. And I think they just kind of got outpaced in the third and fourth quarter. Um, Gallatin did a really good job of going to Quinn Clark over a smaller uh, defender, which I think will cause anybody problems. The kid's six seven and going to play for Nebraska. So uh, he's not bad at, at football. Pretty good. Um and so I watched a little bit of the Butte, some of the Butte games when they played Bozeman. Uh, I had my eye on Glacier. I think they're going to be really good. I haven't seen them play in person yet. But I think there's probably two teams, maybe three in the East, but two real teams in the East uh, and the West that will face off there in those semifinals. But after that, I was talking to somebody. The rest of the teams, I think other than the two in both sides, uh, kind of have taken a step back in the last couple of years. Uh, and there isn't like that there's a strong four in one of the sides. It's really two to maybe three teams in the West. I think it's only two teams 
truly in the East, and we'll find that out, I guess, since Friday when West comes into town. Ian Laird here on Nuanas Now. He'll be on the call for all the games at Van Winkle Stadium there in Bozeman, and he'll also be back for another season as the play-by-play guy on ESPN Plus for uh, Bobcat Basketball as well. Ian, appreciate you for being here, man. Nice to hear from you, and uh, stay in touch, but thanks so much for jumping on. Appreciate it. Yeah, i got to get back on E-Grids and see what they're saying now. <laughs> Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I I told uh, Coach Marty about what Egris was yesterday, and he couldn't believe it. He, he was like, "So let me get this straight. There's a website where people go and anonymously post about." all their grievances about the Grizz. And I was like, yes, coach, that's exactly what happens. And he's like, why? And I said, I agree. Why? I said, Coach Marty, just do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. Just never go on there. He said, Coulter, I would never go on a website like that. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it's true. And I'm happy for him. We all should take Coach Marty's advice. (laughs) Let's talk more about AA football, our class AA Player of the Week, coming up right after this. But before we take a break, Watson Children's Shelter is having an awesome event. It's hosted at the uh, Peak Health and Wellness Center. First, it's hosted at the Wilma. Wednesday night, they'll have a live auction. Uh, Thursday night, excuse me. Thursday, October 5th, they'll have a live auction there at the Wilma. What you're bidding on is the right to play with a very prestigious group of tennis players. Players like Matt's Will Andrew, Murphy and Luke Jensen, Brendan Schultz-McCarthy, and uh, Jimmy Pivju, to name just a few. I mean, there's former major Grand Slam champion winners, former Olympians, former U.S. Open champions. And they're all coming together for a smashing blend of world-class tennis action, camaraderie, and philanthropy. All the proceeds from this pro-am are going to go towards supporting the Watson Children's Shelter in their mission to provide safety, nurturing, and stability to children and families through quality service and trauma-informed care. For more information, visit watsonchildrenshelter.org. Class AA Player of the Week, presented by Vertical Rays. Right after this, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Well, we're making rounds all the way around the wide world of high school football. Welcome back to Honest Now, ESPN Radio. 
SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Before we do any of that, though, fun event going on uh, Friday at Karis Park. Really uh, no better thing to do than go get together at Karis Park no matter what's going on down there. Uh, they're having their fall rendezvous brew fest, and uh, we got a couple different pairs of tickets for you, including one pair right now, 406 888 That's 888 Call us right now. Call number two. We got a pair of tickets for you to Brewfest on Friday uh, down there at uh, Karis Park. We'll have another pair coming up in hour number two. In studio now with me, the man from Vertical Ray is also the guy who helped us institute our weekly Class AA Players of the Week this fall and uh, something I'm having a great time doing and uh, I know something that the kids are really enjoying. Pete Hamill uh, in studio with us. How you doing, man? What's going on? You drove all the way to Glasgow last week? I did. I drove to Glasgow on Thursday, so had a little road trip, stayed a couple days and turned around and came back. Well, I always say this. You, you know, you, you, you're, you're quote-unquote from Coeur d'Alene, but... Your dad coached in Glasgow, so that means you're like partially a Montanan, right? Coached in Glasgow, and he won a couple of state titles at Thompson Falls, too. See, there you the go. I got the west side, I got the east side, <laughs> but yeah, that drive is long. There's it no is, mistake about it. It is long. That part of the country has a certain mystique to it. I know a lot of people say, well, it's desolate, it's in the middle of nowhere, but that's why the people are so cool, because if you live out in there in Glasgow or around Malta and stuff... I mean, you got to be friends with your neighbors, totally, because <laughs> there's nobody else. Like yeah. you got it, you got to be able to get along because stuff might go real bad real quick in the middle of the winter. And you're always asking me about like new stuff I found in Montana. And yeah. This is not a new thing, but uh, Eugene's Pizza in Glasgow is the best pizza in the state. Period. Wow. Um, it's it's pre- and I'm a pizza uh, aficionado, so I can say that they do a really nice job. Pete makes his own pizza, too. I still got to get in on trying yeah, this. And it's better than Eugene's, but Eugene's <laughs> the best commercially available. Well, um, have you ever been to St. Marie's Air Force Base? Nope. See, this is oh, next. Oh, up north of Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. I have been up there for so, sure. It's like, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. For those that don't know, this is actually a very cool and unorthodox piece of Montana history. So there's an Air Force Base north of Glasgow. And the reason that it exists, or existed, I guess, is that they wanted to be able to test aircrafts in freezing temperatures. Mm. Where else does it get colder than in northeastern Montana. Yeah, it's real cold. There it, used to be like 10,000 people at that base. 100%. And now when you go through, it's like this. It's like a, it's it's like like a, a ghost, ghost town. town yeah. But there's still all the structures. It's like driving into 1950s America. Yeah. Some of them are a little bit run down, and there's certainly some people that are squatting in a couple of the houses. But most of it's like this picture of a moment in time, and everybody just left. Yeah. It's it's totally wild. So if you ever get a chance, anybody out there listening, uh, go check out St. I don't know why you'd ever go up there unless you're going up there. But if you are ever up there, you should go check it out. Yeah, maybe you're going to Eugene's. <laughs> uh, our Class AA Player of the Week is brought to you by Vertical Rays. Pete Hamill from Vertical Rays in studio. And uh, this week, I told you, I said, hey, whatever player you want is all good. But we I think it has to be from uh, the Bozeman-Gallatin game. It was number one versus number two in the state. The last two undefeated teams in the state. And uh, it was a great game. So uh, where are we going with it this week? Well, let's build up to it because there's some guys that deserve credit. Um, I didn't get to go to the Sentinel game, but I heard that Ryan Hadel was all over the field. And that Sentinel Big Sky game um, was a good game, a a great game. It was a really good game. Sentinel kind of got away at the end, but um, props to both those teams, Sentinel for hanging on for the win and Big Sky for bringing things back a little bit from where they've been. Yeah, I say, Big Sky's got to be proud of themselves. I know I'm a Big Sky alum, so I do have a little bit of a bias towards them, but they they are uh, they're very competitive this year. 
They were right in the mix. And then they had an interception in the fourth quarter. They threw a pick in the fourth quarter, and then Sentinel turned that into a touchdown. And, you know, that's what championship programs do. That's why Dane Oliver's a great coach. But, I mean, this, this was a – I mean, it was tied at halftime. It was 28-21 going in the fourth quarter. So, uh, I mean, this was this is a good battle between these two, and it was cool uh, watching it all play out at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Did you go? I did. Oh, yeah, cool. I was there. Yeah, hanging out with the other – uh, knuckleheads, <laughs> Mettler and Hobbs. Hope you, hopefully, you guys are both listening. Two, um, of, my, two of my favorites. <laughs> but it was fun hanging out with those guys, and it was fun watching uh, the guys perform. It was really, really good game. Sentinel comes out on top, uh, thirty-five twenty-one. Uh, Capital smashed Helena High, which I did not see coming. I was a little surprised by yeah, that too. Cole Graham had three touchdowns, um, which is a, a really good performance in a crosstown game that meant a lot to both those teams. Um, really, but, really unfortunate that the weather was so bad. Yeah. I mean, not to make excuses for either side, but Helena High throws the ball a lot. I mean, Carter Kraft's one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Uh, Manu Mello is one of the best receivers in the state, and it was pouring rain. Like, they couldn't hold on the ball at all. That's like Kyle Mahelish's dream come true, though, right? Totally. If it starts raining and that turns into a mud bowl, <laughs> take the team that can run the ball. That's right. And Capital loves to play in the mud. That's been true for 40 years. So, uh, that, it, it certainly is tough. That's it's why. exactly right. Certainly, uh, certainly played a factor. Uh, all right. What else we got? Two more. Uh, West West quarterback Drew McDowell has been going off for weeks. We got to get an award to this kid at some point. But four more touchdowns to four different receivers for Drew, um, and then Kobe Dorches up at Glacier uh, had a pretty big day. Two touchdown day, a uh, couple long runs. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's got to go to the person who made the biggest difference for Bozeman. And I'm going to pass it off to you because you made a call to Coach Westman, and what do you got? Yeah, I had to call Levi Westy because we've done so many. I mean. It's football is offensively oriented now across the board, all levels, and we've done so many different offensive players so far this week or th- this season. Excuse me for our uh, class double A vertical race player of the week, but uh, Coach Weshi, he said it's Quade Ash. He, he said the kid was all over the place. He played pretty much every defensive snap, and uh, he was very vi- dynamic for us. So. There it is, Quade Ash. It is the first uh, Vertical Rays player of the week that goes to a defensive player. And we've been trying to get that done for a while. Didn't get it done last year, and this is the first one this year. So um, congrats, Quade. Setting a trend, man. Great statistics as well. Three tackles for loss, a sack, a fumble recovery, and he also got in on the action a little bit with a a six-yard reception as well. Uh, But this is about the win as much as anything because Bozeman High School comes out on top 24-17. I guess Bozeman Gallatin. I find the timing of this interesting because I think a lot of times we love these rivalry games to be at the end of the year, and that kind of makes it like either like the Super Bowl, the crosstown clash. But I actually think that one advantage to this being in the middle of the year is Gallatin's still very much alive for all sorts of different things, right? Now Bozeman certainly has the inside track towards the number one seed and the bye in the playoffs, but Gallatin's got a chance to get three, four more wins before the playoffs start, so they're very much still a contender. I just disagree with it. Um, you want it at the end of the year? I want it I mean, at the I, end of the I, year. I mean, I do like, too. I do too. I'm just trying to put a little bit of belongs. a positive and Those spin. three wins could have come earlier in the year and they'd be built up. I just think that's how it goes. You build up all year, you play your crosstown rival, and then you go into the playoffs. That's, so how, that's, how would you manage it in Billings and Missoula? I don't know. Um, that's the tough so part, I come, right? Like I, I played in Coeur d'Alene where there's two high schools. Two high schools. And you play the Vikings last and then you go play. Right. I mean, we were good when I played, so we got to the playoffs. Lake City's down a little bit, but um, I just, I'm just i used to it being at the end of the year. The Grizz and the Cats are at the end of the year. Sure. Um, I think it should be at the end of the year. It's, it's, it's sweet when it is at the end of the year. It, it also just gets... It is a little bit weird for the uh, Missoula and Billings because then, you know, which one do you put at the end of the year? 
you know, I, I don't think the schedule makers can really like do that. You know, put the yeah. the two better Billings teams, the two better Missoula teams at the end of the year. But yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about that. I was just thinking about my own experience. Yeah, totally. I mean, if, I think it should be if you got two of them, it should be at the end, and if you got three, I don't know. We'll we'll put our heads together and figure it out. <laughs> well, and, you know, when it is two, that's another thing too. Is it's sort of like this end of the season community gathering, right? Great Falls versus CMR, Helena High versus Helena Capital. Great Falls, I believe, is still keeping it at the end of the year, so that could be cool. And I think Flathead Glacier, I don't know when that is. They are. It's like thir- it's a Thursday in October coming up here. Okay, so that's not at the end of the year. Okay, well, maybe something else to debate. But um, Class AA, uh, Bozeman quietly sort of has gotten to be the last undefeated team here. But I still think what we thought at the beginning of the year stays true. I mean, I still think that it's pretty. there's a lot of pretty good teams. Yeah, there are. I don't want to jinx the guys up north, but I think that Glacier's really good. I do too. Um, a ton of respect to Bozeman because, like you said, it's been quiet. And nobody's really talking about them, and everybody wanted to give the attention to Gallatin, and I don't think Gallatin's ever beat Bozeman, have they? They have not. 5-0 and oh, uh, in their five matchups. I mean, respect, Hawks. Good for you. For um, sure. Keep it rolling, and, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think Glacier's really good. I think Butte's better than anybody thought they were going to be. The West is really interesting. The East is really interesting. It's a fun year. There's a lot of parity. There's a lot of parity. I also think that there's a couple things that are, are happening a little bit that's that's good. Flathead had this sort of constant overturn of coat. When Kyle, Kyle Sampson led them to a, the state championship game and then took the Montana Tech job, then they had multiple different head coaches, and that sort of hurts program Growth. Well, now they've had a, a guy for two years, and Flathead's still a long ways away, but they're more competitive. Like they, they I mean, they lost twenty-one to seven on Saturday or on Friday instead of you know forty-two to nothing or whatever. Belgrade, you know, transitioning up from Class A, they're they're just figuring out the level a little bit more. Hellgate, I know they're still searching for their first win, but they have a guy who's actually building the program too. And Hellgate, I mean, they're they're doing it how you should do it if you've struggled for as long as Hellgate has. You identify all your stud sophomores and you just start to play them. And you, you, p- you splice them in with your juniors and your seniors, but you say, hey, you guys are going to play varsity football and you're going to play three years worth of varsity football. And then by the time you're seniors, you guys are going to be competitive. So I also think the JV program is critical. You know, I don't think right. that Hellgate had a JV and team. And Flathead for a didn't either. Yeah, right? You've got to get those kids on the field. Totally. And it makes a huge difference to get them some exposure. And if you don't, if you're not able to field the JV team, it puts you behind the eight ball and makes it really hard to catch up. So I think Hellgate's got JV this yep. year. Um, I think Flathead, too, has JV uh, this right. year. And yep. that's a really important component. So um, good job by those coaches starting to get that ball rolling. The, the other thing that's worth noting, especially here in Missoula, the open enrollment thing in Missoula has been a, a point of, of uh, controversy for sure. Um, but b- because of Missoula youth football and the way that they've been mo- recently putting kids together, they're going to middle school together. And, and, and there are these groups of kids that are you know from the same neighborhood. Then those kids want to keep playing with each other. And now all of a sudden you got these great groups of freshmen and sophomores at all three Missoula high schools instead of everybody just going to Sentinel, everybody just going to Big Sky or whatever it might be. And that, I think, helps level the playing field as well. Like I always say, we have no rooting interest in this, but it's not fun for anybody when you have football games that are 63 to 2 or 70 to nothing. I mean, that's just stupid. That's not fun for anybody, not the winning team or the losing team. So I'm glad that the uh, the playing field's getting a little bit more uh, competitive. No, I was now ESPN Radio. Pete Hamill in studio. It's our vertical raise player of the week from the Class AA level. Quade Ash, Bozeman High School. 
Great defensive performance in Bozeman's 24-17 win over Gallatin. Had three tackles for loss, a sack, fumble recovery, and uh, even got in on the offensive action a little bit as well uh, with a catch. Uh, tell people about Vertical Rays. You guys are doing great work. You, you, you had a good uh, good one with the, the Grizz Club baseball team, right? Yeah, it's still going. Those guys have two weeks left to go, and they were super excited. They told me they raised 800 bucks last year, and we raised 12 grand for them. In nice. Um, and they're gonna <laughs> 12, be able to, 12 grand is a little more than 800. That's yeah, they're going to be able to do some things and travel and run that team the way they want to. I think that Grizz baseball um, has aspirations of, of kind of taking on the same model that hockey and lacrosse have where um, they've got people packing the stands and they're able to do a little bit of recruiting and they're trying to build that up a little bit. Um, so good for those guys. I'm excited for them. We're going to do something with all of the club sports at the University of Montana um, because those are some programs that could use a little bit of funding to do things the way they want to do it. So, yeah, man, the ball is rolling, and I'm excited for all those guys and starting to piece together the winter calendar. So here we go again. Well, Vertical Rays, a great online fundraising platform. Here's the gist of it. It helps you with the organization of being able to get to as many people as possible. It's not just knocking on the doors and asking your neighbors for donations. You can send the links to everybody. So youth sports organizations, high school sports, club sports at the college level. You get it to everybody. You can get it to your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, whoever maybe wants to support you, and then they can help you get the money all together, and boom. They produce the biggest checks of any online fundraising platform that there is out there. So uh, visit verticalraise.com or you can uh, hit them up on all the various social media. And uh, be sure to follow Vertical Rays on Instagram because uh, my man Pete, he's doing some sweet reels. So keep them coming. Yeah. Um, thanks for the content. We've been able to overlay the audio from this show with some photos. It's been cool. Content is king, baby. No is now ESPN Radio, Treasure State Stars. couple young men that uh, Pete just mentioned. Plus, how about a young man from Bozeman High School? who committed to the University of Washington. We'll go over all of it right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Homecoming this weekend, both sides of the Continental Divide. Homecoming in Missoula as Montana. Host Idaho State, homecoming in Bozeman as the Bobcats host Portland State. We'll hear from Bruce Barnum, head coach of Portland State, a little later on this week. Also efforting, Cody Hawkins have not heard back from Idaho State, but hoping to get uh, Coach Hawkins on the show uh, as well. So plenty of college football uh, coverage coming up for you. It's Noah's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm going to hook you up right now. Nothing better than Tagliari Sandwiches. But how about we pair it with a little bit of beer? We got the Brewfest coming up uh, on Friday in Missoula. That's the Fall Rendezvous Brewfest down there at Karis Park. We got a pair of passes to that, plus a $25 gift card for you to Tagliari Deli. Call number 5-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You want a $25 gift card to tag and... Some free beers? Mm, sounds pretty good to me. I wish I could win this prize. 406-888-1029. Call number five. Call us right now. Time now for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. A couple names that you already heard that were certainly in the mix for our uh, Class AA Vertical Rays Player of the Week. Uh, including 
Cole Graham, Georgia State star number one. Cole Graham from Helena Capital. He had three touchdowns as the Bruins blasted Helena High 35 to nothing. So a little bit of a surprising result there, but certainly uh, an impressive win uh, by Capital. Georgia State star number two, Jesse Day of Eureka. He had three touchdowns as Eureka cruised past Loyola. That was number two versus number three in the Class B ranks. And Jesse Day, part of a complete effort uh, by Eureka. Uh, so they're off to a great start. Turner State star number three. How about Nathan Neal of Bozeman High School? He's a kid from the cross-country program there at Bozeman High that we've talked about quite a bit. He was, uh, if it wasn't for his teammate, Weston Brown, Nathan Neal had uh, an unbelievable year last year. And it still was an unbelievable year. He got overshadowed by Weston Brown. I mean, Weston Brown was the cross-country and track and field Gatorade Athlete of the Year for boys cross-country and boys track. Weston Brown set the all-class record in the mile and then won a national championship in the two-mile and took his talents to Princeton. Well, Nathan Neal, as a junior, was in the mix in all those events. He was also at the national meet in the two-mile. Well, now, Nathan Neal, what a great week he had. He commits to the University of Washington to run for the Huskies, and then he wins the Mountain West Classic, uh, one of the big cross-country meets of the regular season. So pretty impressive uh, from the Bozeman High now senior and uh, UW-bound Nathan Neal. Thursday star number four, how about Sean Chambers? Montana State quarterback. He was the Big Sky Conference player of the week this last week. Threw for 172 yards, rushed for 114 more, and uh, had four total touchdowns. Threw two touchdowns to Trayton Pickering and ran in a couple more scores. No Tommy Mallott, no problem for the Bobcats. MSU statement victory. They go down to Weber State, and they pound a top-10 team 40-0. First shutout of a Big Sky opponent since 2006 for Montana State, and Deshaun Chambers stole the show offensively. Charter State star number five. How about Reagan Brizendine? She's a Kalispell Glacier soccer player. She committed uh, to the Grizzlies uh, a little while ago, um, but we just haven't mentioned it yet uh, on the show. Andrew, you got any insight on this? I know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we're if your mic is up and going or not, but I guess we'll test it in real time. That's how you know it's live radio. Yeah, I just re- tried to reconnect it. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Reagan Brizendine. She was one of the best strikers in the state last year. She scored 33 goals for Kalispell Glacier, which was tied with Olivia Collins, who of course is now at Boise State for most in the state. Uh, I think she announced her commitment all the way back in February. Uh, I know there's. Uh, She's getting a little publicity for that now as we're sort of getting into the season. But, yeah, set to have another great season for the Wolfpack, and we'll see her uh, at in Missoula next year. Uh, of course, Missoula, uh, the Montana Grizzlies already have Skylie Thompson, who's a really great dynamic player yeah. from up in that area yep. uh, who plays a ton for them. So we'll see if uh, Reagan Brizendine can follow in those footsteps. A little increased uh, Montana flavor on the roster for the Grizz soccer team. So impressive. They also have a girl from Hellgate committed too, right? Liv Thorne Thompson committed just a couple weeks ago. Um, she's been a longtime player for Hellgate, more of a, a defensive midfielder center back type, probably more of a defensive midfielder at the next level. Uh, a name I recognize, her brother Lars Thorne Thompson was on all of those Hellgate State title teams. Totally. Uh, but Liv Thorne Thompson, a great player in her own right, she just committed officially a couple weeks ago. So another Montana player, and we're seeing 
you know, the Montana Grizzlies starting to pick off the, the cream of the crop of the of the soccer players uh, coming out of high school in Montana. It seems like there's more Division I ready soccer players. And also, even though there's been a handful, well, I shouldn't say a handful, but there's there's been a couple each year. But a lot of times they've been going elsewhere, like Olivia Collins going to Boise State. But now Christian Davitsky doing a great job uh, of keeping them uh, in state. Come on, now ESPN Radio. It's our Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Ryan Hadel is our Treasure State Star number six. He's a Sentinel junior. He played both ways, scored the very last touchdown for Sentinel as they uh, emerged with a 35-21 win over Missoula Big Sky. And he also played every single snap defensively. Dan Oliver was saying, I don't know the official number, but I would estimate this kid played over 140 snaps in this game, all told. Unbelievable. Coach Oliver called him a warrior, and I appreciate Coach O for uh, giving us some insight on who uh, we should throw down on the list. Treasure State star number seven, Scarlett Wydig Velasquez. She's a Montana State golfer. She shot nine under. That's 67, 69, 71 to win the 54 for nine Big Sky Golf Tournament by one stroke. Montana State finished third overall behind SAC and NAU. This is a, do I have this right? This is a a anniversary of Title IX uh, themed tournament. I believe that's correct. And We're they not have all quite the... to the Big Sky Championship yet, right? No, it, but they had all the teams from the Big Sky at this tournament. I think it was right. down there, there was, in Utah. There was 54 total teams in honor of the 54th anniversary of Title IX. Do I have this right? I guess it's the 50th anniversary of Title IX this year. The 50th year? anniversary of Title IX was last year, right? Or was it still this year? I think it's this six, year. They had 15 or 16 teams there. They had... All the big sky teams plus a couple other satellite teams, I think, was what it was. Well, 67, 69, 71 is pretty dang good. I mean, nine under, you are uh, you're absolutely uh, lighting it up. And then Treasure State star uh, number eight, he'll join us live at 530. It's Cade McDonough. He was the state champion of Montana at the AA level in golf as a freshman, the first young man to ever do that. As a sophomore, he finished 10th, but then as a junior, he wasn't in Montana. He was on this cross-country uh, odyssey to, to play in all these uber-competitive tournaments to try to earn himself a, a top-level scholarship. Well, he got it at the University of Utah, and now he's back in Missoula. And I think it's uh, it's safe to say he settled in. The young man went 66-68 to win by seven strokes at Divisionals last week at Bill Roberts in Helena. And... Uh, State tournament, the Western AA State Tournament, is at Lake Hills uh, in Billings this upcoming weekend. So, Kay McDonough, he'll join us uh, in hour number two uh, to talk all the way around uh, that all those accomplishments. Speaking of hour number two, hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Justin Angle, the business angle. College relegation. Coach Prime gets whooped. And Taylor Swift bringing all the Swifties to the NFL. The overlay between business and sports. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 